guys have the best neighbors. What uh, makes them the best? So you all need neighbors just like me. I a couple weeks ago, you know, it's been like doing those massive downpours. So like I did my garbage, took out the garbage, and that was Thursday. And then Friday I had left the cans out because they came the garbage came late and then we left to like go somewhere. And then it was like downpouring the next day, and I think we went to Disney or something. So so the garbage cans were out for a couple days. And my neighbors were convinced that my entire family was murdered. <laughs> oh. Wow. They I got thought it, you were going to say you came out to get the cans and found out they were hosting a superhero orgy. And I was going to be like, yes, you do, in fact, have the best neighbors. Yeah, <laughs> that possibly happened. But yeah, they actually texted me, and they're like, are you guys okay? I'm like, yeah, like, why? I'm like, well, your garbage cans are out. So they went immediately from... They didn't think, oh, Greg is just a completely lazy loser that didn't bring his garbage cans in. They were like, clearly, someone has murdered that entire family. The entire family. Yeah. And that fucking Rob guy was here not too long ago. Um, we should look into him. Yeah, so she did She did text me that she may be um, way too involved with true, watching true crime. So she, her go-to is always either someone has been murdered if, like, you know, they're running late for lunch or something. Obviously, they were murdered. Yeah. So anyway, uh, you guys out there listening to the Gibby 5 podcast. This is episode 286, and it is brought to you that's all 286 more. episodes that's one by more the Gibby 5. Time. It is. That's weird how that happens. Two more than two times ago. Um, you guys, but it, your math, you got to stop. I'm already... Occasionally, I mess up, and we have, we've probably done multiple of the same number, but we'll go there. Anyway, uh, it is brought to you by the Gibby 5 patrons. Uh, and uh, thank you. Uh, if you want to become a patron and sponsor this tomfoolery, patreon.com slash give me five podcast. This is the Give Me Five podcast. Why, why are we laughing? I just saw who joined the chat. Because my lady is the best fucking thing ever. That's why I, we're laughing. Eta my vaj. Why am I, am I supposed to be eat unreal? A, eat, eat a my vag. Oh. Eta <laughs> my nice. vag. Oh, that's fair. That's babe. Love you. Uh. Anyway, uh, give me five podcasts. That's us. We talk about pot. We talk about like pop culture and all sorts of fun things and news and Florida and all sorts of stuff. Uh, and apparently, we have hecklers in our chat room. Uh, my name is Torok, the baby eviscerator, and I am joined by Kesnar, the wearer, the wearer of flesh. Hey guys, how's it going? Hi, and Tiffany. Um, let's see. My heyday was in the eighties. Different oh. Tiffany. Oh, shit. A way more lame Tiffany. <laughs> I, I was totally relying on you to give me some kind of Tiffany song lyric because I couldn't think of any. And I, I thought, well, surely now. Omar will oh, know some kind of Tiffany song lyric. And Yeah, they did the cover of I Think I'm Alone Now. He's the one who did that one? Was that? Yeah. I thought that was Debbie Gibson. No, no, no. That was oh, Debbie, see, Tiffany that, did I Think I'm Alone Now in the, in the mall. Youth. Yeah, yes. they, yeah, yeah. They, that's the one they would tour the malls. That's right. Yeah, so the Give Me Five podcast is now we are going to be poorly educated about uh, pop singer, pop female singers in the 80s, and we're going to try to do a podcast about it, apparently. That's what we're doing. That's our next episode is all yeah. poppy female singers from the It'll 80s. Like, Cindy Lauper did this. Um, anyway, uh, this week we are going to, uh, in, speaking of 80s, kind of, uh, we're going to talk about Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Brand mm. new. Unspoilable, unspoiled because it's. I, I don't know how you've seen it, but it is uh, just coming out tomorrow. Technically, yes. I I was lucky enough to get into a cast preview event from Hollywood Studios because uh, someone I know works there. Oh, nice. Uh, we are going to revisit season two of the Bear. I believe we talked about season two of the Bear last episode, and now we've had at least one of us has had a chance to finish it, and I've gotten a little further. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk about Elemental, which I believe the yeah it's a, it actually nice. I don't actually have much to talk about, so that's good. Um, so we're going to also talk about uh, Disney's Elemental, which uh, I am actually very excited to see. 
but I've not had a chance to see it, and I'm thinking I'm seeing that tomorrow. So that's all that. Uh, go ahead, talk about so, spoilers. So this is a review show. There's probably going to be some spoilers. I will, I will try to keep it as brief and vague as possible while, while discussing Indiana Jones, because like I said, I know it isn't technically out yet, although by the time this gets posted, it probably will be. However, still, I, I will give you all an opportunity to see it before we start ruining shit. But if we are talking about something you haven't seen, read, or listened to, you might want to use your own discretion and possibly come back in a little bit or after you've already seen or heard or listened to said topic. Very do good. We, uh, do we have any special news for a very special boy? Well, we are going to visit that later, but um, I will talk about our Patreon just a little bit because we haven't oh. done that in a while. Um, we have a Patreon. There's there's a bunch of different levels and stuff like that. It is available at patreon.com slash gimme5podcast. Um, one of the benefits of that Patreon is that you get a chance to get a, a uh, birthday top five list. As you know, this is a top five show periodically when we have an opportunity to do it. And uh, we like to do uh, top five lists that are definitely 100% true uh, about the various people. So we do have a birthday this past wait, week wait, wait, wait. These, these have to be true, yes? Uh, they are true. Okay. Whatever you wrote is true. Prove it otherwise. Well, yeah. Okay. Just throwing that and, out there. You know, the, and of course, uh, Jubals, who is the... Just keep uh, in mind the, the burden of proof re rests with the person contesting it. <laughs> yeah. And his parole officer says he's not supposed to talk about these things, so... <laughs> so here we are. Yeah. But they didn't say we're not allowed to talk about these things, so we are going to be a top five list for Jubal's birthday. Um, I do believe we actually have one from a couple of weeks ago to, that we need to catch up on. Um, I got to look at the birthday list. So okay. we'll take care of that at the end of the show. Uh, but if you are interested in checking out our Patreon, there's a chat room. There's all sorts of fun stuff. You can check out that um, whenever you get a chance. So that's that. Now, a little bit of news here. I sent it out last night, but uh, Rob, you're going to be the one that's most excited about this. So. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the big news for today, I guess, is that Warrior Nun has been resurrected from the dead. The, the fan community has banded together, gotten so much support that Warrior Nun has been put back on the airwaves for a third season. Now, we don't know whether or not that will be the final season. But hopefully they won't leave us hanging like they did at the end of the second season. So they, I think they had, at one point, they had like over 120,000 signatures on more than one petition to bring Warrior Nun back. They launched a campaign that raised enough money for, I think it was like four or five billboards or something. And... And they, they actually generated a lot of support for this show. And as such, Warrior Nun is back. So we are going to get season three of Warrior Nun. As of yet, we don't know whether or not it was picked up by Netflix or if it was picked up by another broadcaster. All we know is that it's been it's been brought back for at least one more season. Yeah, there's every story that I read about this, there were, um, for the most part, uh, very uh, good uh, news sources. They all had different stories about it, like, and that's partially because they don't know what they're doing yet, like Netflix or whoever the makers are. Like, is right. it are they just going to do a movie that ties up all of the loose ends, or are they going to do like a shorter season or a longer season, or who knows? But I'm intrigued. <clears throat> I like when they do the, the when when fans do that when they yeah. like kind of band together and like you know. And it kind of demand more of what they love. Bring back I think community, that's really cool. And then yeah. and then it and then it kind of makes me sad because I think some of this was all brought about because of the prevalence of social media. And while while I still feel that social media is a bane upon our existence, um, <laughs> it makes me sad that it wasn't around during the times where I would have liked to have had things that not get canceled, such as, I don't know, Firefly, which was an amazing show at the time yeah. and just got a raw deal. Um yeah. I, I really think that they could have generated some support that way and possibly gotten more more seasons of Firefly. It's amazing how many of the people in that show have gone on to have fairly large uh, mm -hmm. fo like, cult followings as well. Mm -hmm. 
I think Family Guy had the same thing. Like once or twice, they got canceled, and then people lost their minds. Um, and and they brought it back. Um, very cool. Is there any other news? What are we newsing? Uh, well, we're gonna talk about uh, our state, our state, which is uh, warm. Oh, very did you warm. find one? I guess I kind of did. Everything mm-hmm. was kind of like depressing and sad yeah i decided to go with one that was quite not quite as awesome um but we'll we'll, you know what will it'll do because it's not as depressing as all of the other ones that are like all you know child abuse and things like that which i don't want to deal with no uh but this one none we got um (laughs) so a large abnormal bulge in suspect's groin turns out to be Slim Jims. Oh, uh, okay. yeah! <laughs> uh, thank you. Uh, so a Mount Dora man was arrested for giving false information to law enforcement and drug possession after a search revealed hidden drugs and other strange items in his pants. Um, <laughs> hidden drugs oh, and meat sticks. Other strange items in his pants. <laughs> oh, Omar is just punt- remembering his past. Oh, I remember I when I used to walk around say, with strange items in my correct. pants. That's Greg's autobiography. <laughs> yeah. Strange items in my pants. Um, actually, that's my self-help book. The, the... <laughs> Always walk around with strange items in your pants. It'll help you. Uh, anyway, police observed 38-year-old James Brandon Strickland riding a bike without a rear red light along Dixie Avenue at around 1020. Well, that's kind of annoying that they pulled him over for that, but I guess it's fine because it is 1020 at night. Um this dude's eyes are really, really set close together, by the way. Wow. Um, they're like, <laughs> like there's a, there's enough room for multiple eyes on the, where his eyes should be. Good. That's always a good sign. Like uh, sunglasses aren't working for this dude. Oh my God. Okay. Anyway, um, officer conducted a traffic stop on this guy, explained why he was stopped and, um, he gave the guy a birthday and social security number and it was fake. So they decided to check him, and they they did notice a large abnormal bulge within Strickland's groin area that was not attached to his body, which is the, the point here. Because if it was attached to his body, that would probably be his penis, I think. Right? Maybe. Yeah, okay. Sure. Um, and it turned out to be four extra-large, unopened Slim Jim beef jerky sticks that extended from Strickland's waistband down his, pa- his pant leg. Um, he also had a cigarette container and... Um, some sort of crystallized rock substance in the cigarette container um, that, of course, did test positive for meth, which of I am shocked. Of course it did. Wait, yeah. no, I thought you meant, I thought you just meant like, you know, healing crystals. Yeah, right. Exactly. Quartz sort and of whatnot. Potpourri, a potpourri of some sort. Sure. Um, potpourri. When uh, <laughs> they checked the social security number, he, uh, he was, they said, well, it came back with a female name. Uh, he's like, okay, sorry, uh, my name is actually Brandon Strickland, and he spelled his name wrong on purpose. And he gave another fake number, which also came back as a female. Um, they then continued searching him and found all sorts of other stuff, including his actual name. Um, but in his backpack, it contained 20 pocket knives. Two. Okay. Collect- um. 20 pocket knives, collectible coins, an airsoft gun, and a large wooden box of baseball cards and other miscellaneous items. Uh, he said that these are family heirlooms and they actually checked his arrest warrant and he had the same stuff in his bag before. So I guess that he's not lying. Um, but he also had many, many active warrants for multiple jurisdictions. So, uh, yeah, I guess if you want to get padded down, you should ride around with four jumbo sized, uh, slim Jims. Go ahead. And uh, when he was patted down and the cop grabbed onto what might have been his penis, he said. Oh, yeah. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Oh, thank you. So, uh, Mr. Uh, James Brandon Strickland, I'm mocking you, but really, I just want you to get help. So go get help. And stop riding around with meat in your pants, because, like, who wants to eat that? Like, just been sitting there, like... Ball sweat and Slim Jims. Oh, he does. 
Was it Ball Sweat and Slim Jims your uh, first album, Omar? It was. Yeah. yeah. Dude knows how to play. That was the name of of your first band, wasn't it? Yeah. And, uh, that was the name of my um, self help album, Ball Sweat yeah. and, and Yeah. <laughs> that was. It was good. That's my Our that was special my... chat guest. Apparently, loves meat pants. <laughs> yes, she does. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> she... Yeah. Um. I. <clears throat> anyway. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the bear without spoiling too much, because uh, I just gotta say, uh, I think we're we're on that part, right? Where we can sure. Just, I gotta say, holy shit. Um, that fishes episode uh, is pretty much gonna win every award this year. That was amazing. Go win an Oscar. Uh, an Emmy, yeah. They're gonna. They basically took every one of those actors that always seems to. So uh, we the bear uh, season two is out. We talked about season one last week. We don't need to talk about who's in it necessarily. We talked about episode one, I think. Yeah. So we finally got a chance to watch most of the rest. I've I've been taking it slow. I did because I didn't want to uh, like ruin like the fact that it's not um, uh, like it's it's not going to be back for a long time because of the writer strike and everything. And you know it's I don't want to go too fast. But when I hit the fishes episode, I actually had to watch it in two segments because it was it was stressful man right like the- it's very stressful um it's exceptionally well written um i've it's like seen a, go ahead it's a little over an hour long uh, i think about someone figured out like over 24 minutes of it just take place in one little teeny tiny kitchen like a house kitchen not even like the show's restaurant kitchen Oh yeah, yes. A huge chunk of it is um Jamie Lee Curtis plays the mom um who you see for the first time in the show. And do they ever explain this isn't really a spoiler. Do they ever explain maybe I missed it like what she has? Is it just anxiety? Is it uh, she's an alcoholic. Is that what she's it is? Drink- that's why she every time you see her she's drinking like filling up her wine. They never say, but it seems, but it, to me, it seems like it's more than that. It's some sort of, I think the alcohol, she, I think she uses it and it exacerbates her condition. I, I feel like it's something else. I feel like it's some kind of anxiety or for a second, I was like, is it schizophrenia? Is it like, is it a bipolar dis- Like it's something heavy. And Jamie Lee Curtis is such a great actor. Like in this episode, she she was really amazing. Um, she does appear again later on in the season, um, briefly. Uh, that so episode like, was incredible. So it's basically a, it's a Christmas dinner party. They're getting ready. It's, it is over an hour long when all the other ones aren't. And um, so you see Oliver Platt as the uncle, which you've seen before, but you've never seen most of these other characters. So you got Jamie Lee Curtis, who's playing the mom, uh, Bob Odenkirk, is playing Uncle Lee, and he's awesome. Uh, John Mulaney is kind of the fish out of water, like boyfriend of one of the relatives that's kind of there. And but he's pretty cool. The, it took me a second to figure out who that was. Yeah, it took me a second too. But, and, but he's definitely got more of like the sunny personality. Uh-huh. Um, Sarah Paulson, who like between uh, Bob Odenkirk, Sarah Paulson, and Jamie Lee Curtis, is just like who? Which one of you is going to win the Emmy? Because Sarah Paulson, like, I, I think her house is built out of Emmys. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> it probably wrong. is. And she killed that role. She was so good. Yeah. Um, and like, oh, and Jillian Jacobs from Community is awesome in it too. Yep. And it's a flashback episode, and it, I think it happens five years before a certain – this is a spoiler for anyone that hasn't seen the first season, but five years before um, Michael has killed himself, and you start seeing the cracks in the family, like – or I guess it's more than that, but – it's just crazy. Like the I would, whole. I would say that you see, you see the cracks that are. I would say that they're already there. Mm-hmm. You're just Which one's treated. Again? He's the the brother that's dead. He's he, uh, John. He's John Bernthal from oh, okay. Walking Dead. Yeah, he's the reason that the sh- he's kind of like the reason that the main character, the the guy from um, Shameless, he's the reason that the main character takes over that restaurant in the first place because his brother. Um, commit suicide mm-hmm. and the entire first season is built around that 
Um, and they do show him, the John Barenthal character, he does appear once in the first season, like mm-hmm. in another flashback scene. But this entire episode is a flashback scene. And to, your, and to, the, to the point of the, the length of the show, of that episode, at one point I like paused it and then I just kind of saw like on my screen where the little, the little um, dial across the bottom mm-hmm. of the screen, whatever it's called, the little slider um, where it was paused. And I was like, oh my God, it's already been 40 minutes and there's still like another 26 minutes left or whatever the number was. And I was like, holy crap, this is a really long episode, but it doesn't feel like it. You get so absorbed in it. It's so well done. It's so dynamic. It, there's so much happening. And you get a lot of background on some of the things that they're talking about. Um, just things that have been mentioned throughout the show. Um, some of the origins are there. Like, for example, this is not a huge spoiler, but Cousin asks... Richie. Cousin Richie, yeah. He asks um, the uncle for, for a job. And in some, you know, some weird, uncomfortable things happen. I don't want to spoil too much, but it seems like that's the, seems like they had a good relationship then. So whatever's happening in that first season, when you see that they're at odds all the time, it must've started that night. Mm-hmm. So I, just, I thought, I thought for Richie cousin, personally, I was like, he's that character. I said, I've said this a bunch of times. He's that character that like, you kind of want to be friends with this person because you like know that he could get down and dirty and be a problem solver, but you don't necessarily want them hanging out with your family. But in this episode, he actually is, has a little bit of a softer side and you're like, Oh, it's been five years of crap that has made him into the character you've seen because he's the one that's pulls his wife at the time away from the family. Cause she's stressed. He's like, why don't we just go upstairs and chill out? Yeah. And it's like, and he's the one that's like when you, if you notice they keep on flashing to him while this fight is happening, the fork thing. Yep. And he's the one that's like, if it was him now in the current present thing, he would be the one that's ready to throw a fist to like get people to shut up. Right. Whereas back then he's just looking like, what the hell is happening? And it's it's very well done. Um. And I don't know. It's a stressful episode, and it follows it follows an episode that's actually fairly positive with like a relationship forming. And then it's right before an episode that's really positive where that same character is starting to find his mojo. I think, I mean, I haven't watched the whole thing yet, so that maybe I'm wrong, but that episode. So the next, yeah, the next one is where Where he's at the restaurant. Correct. So during this season, one of the themes is that one of the, one of the things that they do is as they're rebuilding the restaurant, they, each character from the kitchen basically gets their own episode where they they get they go off to like some culinary thing where they're going to like get really good at their trade and so there's dedicated episodes to these different characters and there's more to it than that but you know you'll see it as you watch the episode but the one where cousin richie goes you haven't seen the end greg uh, that was the last episode I saw. I thought that episode was fucking amazing. That episode was so good because the the change in him is is absolutely incredible. And I remember watching it, going, "This guy is an incredible actor." Did you did you notice the time? Like he was waking up a few minutes earlier each time because they showed the clock. Oh, I didn't. So it started that. off at like five thirty seven or something, and, and and then it was like when he like was really ready to go it was like. He didn't sleep through his alarm. It was like five thirty one or something, and then go. I didn't notice that. That's very cool. Yeah, it was. It was just neat. It was the the whole thing's great. Um, it is you know one of the top streaming shows, so I'm guessing people have have found it at this point. But holy crap! Like I want to add that <laughs> Christmas episode to my like yearly Christmas watching. But it's wait, heavy. hold on a second, because you haven't seen the season finale yet. Oh dear! Holy shit! Holy, the whole thing is like, it's, it's actually, the episode is weird. It's almost like two different things because they're opening the restaurant now. So like kind of the first, the opening part of the episode, or maybe even the first, not half, but a good chunk of it is them just kind of prepping and like that day kind of like waiting to open and like just, yeah. it's quiet and 
you know, there's actually where I stopped because I stopped halfway through an episode. I stopped where the pastry chef guy came back and was letting the girl, uh, Sydney, taste it. Mm -hmm. And and then like so that and the fire test thing. So I'm that's where I am. Ah, the fire test. Yes. Yeah. It's that last episode is just. And then the way that it ends, I was like, no way. You did not just do that. There's how the fuck. What? What? demented soul decided to end it that way <laughs> it is uh the viewership of this season or i don't i don't know how they figured it out it's 75 percent higher than last season really yeah i this don't know is, exactly in my opinion this is one of the most this is one of the best just everything about it the writing the acting the 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 re, the realism of it this is one of the best shows of all time that um this the fishes episode the Christmas episode I'm talking about is a nine point eight out of ten on IMDb. It's currently one of the highest rated episodes of anything. Uh, and like people I know online are like of anything ever. Yeah, pretty much. Like I don't know what the actual. I wonder if that if I, if you click on it. Wow. Is eighty three point eight percent tens and eight point nine percent nines. This there's show forty. Is- there's forty people that gave it a one because they're dumbasses. <laughs> Hey, look, it's not for everybody, whatever, you know, but I, I, in my personal opinion, I put it up with Sopranos and Breaking Bad and any, you know, and Blue's Clues and, 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 and Caillou and all the, all the classics. (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) That show makes me jump off of something very high. Um, No, put that little kid into a canal. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't heard you say that in a while. Oh, the memories. <laughs> Punch my my lawyer has said that that phrase should really be removed from any sort of podcast that I mention. Well, I feel like you should get residuals every time someone says that, but that's just me. <laughs> oh, he's got a residual something. Oh, geez. Now, there, there was a, a field trip situation in high school involving me wanting to punt someone into a canal. Yes. And, and Omar having to hold in his laughter because yeah. I said it to him on the bus. You did, and it, it involved... That like moving on. Roly poly girl. <laughs> Roly poly. I didn't want to say it exactly. <laughs> Roly poly girl that really, really, really was trying to like mess with my hands and like play with pressure points, and I didn't want her to do it, and she wouldn't stop. That's true. She would not. She was pretty adamant about it. And I was like, I'm going to punt her into a canal. <laughs> yeah, it was not. It was a field trip to a prison. I could have taken care of it that way. Was that the prison one? Yeah. Okay. No, I thought that was the one. No, wasn't that the wasn't that the field trip when we went to. Yeah, it, was, it was the prison. It was oh. definitely the prison. Okay. Because that's when you got hit on. In the prison. <laughs> hey, you, Mr. Purple Shirt. <laughs> I was very popular in the jail part. Mr. Long Hair. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Purple Shirt. He was wearing a, a purple, I believe, rayon shirt. And he had long hair at the time, and that made him... It was red. It was red. It was a red shirt. <laughs> other, um, things were, uh, other things were red as well. Like your face when the guy was, you know... Look, you know, he, you know, he made me feel wanted. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it was very, it was a lovely moment. Um, getting completely verbally fucking harassed by this inmate. It was, uh, you know, memories, you know what I mean? That's why you've never decided to go to jail. Oh my God. That, that, that. I'm too pretty for jail. (laughs) It was very, okay. Yeah, it was popular. Um, anyway, I don't have to talk anymore for the rest of the episode. I don't think. Good. So yay for all of you people out there listening. Yeah. Rob, we're going to just kind of sign off. You just run with it, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Later, buddy. Well, um, I, I mean, what do you, what do you want to hear? We're going to go. Well, we just talked about prison rape. So could you talk about the Pixar movie, please? <laughs> I, I think that's a nice segue into Pixar. <laughs> well, all right then. Um, Disney released a new movie. Elemental was, came out on June 16th of this year, directed by Peter Sohn. And it stars uh, Leia Lewis, Ma- Mamudo Athi, Ronnie Del Carmen, Sheila Omi, Wendy McClendon Covey, Catherine O'Hara, Mason Wertheimer, Ronobir Lahiri, Wilma Bonet, and Joe Para. And basically, the the show is kind of like a Zootopia, but for elements. Like all the elements live together in this big city. So you've got air. Uh, fire, earth, and water all living together in this city. And it's, 
it's a uh, it's very obviously a um a story about uh immigration or or um you know immigrants coming to a new area um mixing of cultures and and blending of people and whatnot um the show itself was okay i mean it it wasn't my it, it definitely wasn't my favorite disney movie but it wasn't the worst one i've seen um i'm looking at you lion king um but it, it it was there weren't any like musical numbers in it so it wasn't like your typical um disney movie um in that there really weren't any musical numbers in it it was it was it was okay i mean it wasn't anything that you know that I'm going to get super excited about. There was one or two touching moments, but other than that, it was pretty well telegraphed. You saw where it was going. You saw what was happening. You knew what the, what the driving force behind the movie was. Um, my, my thought real quick, just, uh, I haven't seen it yet, obviously, but when there's a lot of things that are f just similar enough, you mentioned Zootopia, mm -hmm. but like Disney's done a lot of things where there's like symbolic characters like uh like I just watched Soul again yesterday and like they have like the little like the lion looking characters mm -hmm. and then they have this one you know they're supposed to be like not really angels but they're like souls and so there's that and then they did uh was it Inside Out which are characters based on emotions and then this right. is characters based on elements and stuff like mm -hmm. that and it it really blends together for me to the point of where it's like when I saw Pixar stuff, every single thing was so brand new based on per what came before it. Right. Toys, cars, Wally, -E, like everything like up was completely out of nowhere. There's like an old guy and a kid. Like it's all these big things. And now they have these things that are more symbolic that it's like it took it took me a little bit more to try to get excited. And it's like I'm going to see it in the theater, mm -hmm. but I didn't feel the need to like rush to see it in the theater. I I don't mm -hmm. even feel that you need to see it in theater. Remember, I get I see it for free because of that right. card. Right. So. I mean, and and that's that's different. I mean, if you see it for free, I mean, it doesn't really matter. Um, but th th for me, I don't even think this was a movie that you have to see. It was there was nothing. It was nothing super special or super impressive about the movie that warranted paying you know the exorbitant price that you have to pay now to get you know like a family of four. To the theater to see. Yeah, I mean, the, the other thing is, I anything that's computer animated, 3D animated, I tend to want to see in the theater just because my career is based on that. So I right. teach people and, how to do that. And I so, get that, but but in all honesty, with with streaming being the way it is now, it's probably going to be available fairly shortly here. Mm -hmm. I think I'm, Flash is already being announced because it's bombing. So yeah, I mean, you you probably won't have to wait long to be able to stream it like on Plus. But I mean, if you're going to see it for free, then I mean, there's really not any reason not to. I mean, it it wasn't bad, so it's not anything that I'm like, oh, don't go see this in the theater, you know, breathe other people's air. That's terrible. No, no, no. It's um, it's it's. God damn it! You had yeah. to say that. Now I'm going to be literally sitting there being like, why am I breathing other people's air? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, I will say that the thing that stood out to me the most in this movie was the short that they had before the movie. Ooh. And not in a good way. Oh. Oh. The short that they had before the movie was uh, Carl and Doug from Up. Okay. They had a short starring Carl and Doug from Up. Now, I mean, I guess it I guess it kind of tracks being that Up was kind of a depressing movie, but this short was so effing depressing. I'm like, oh, what? No. In they didn't the... kill him, did they? No. I'm like, okay. what in the fuck were they thinking with this bullshit in front of this Disney movie? So, the the, <clears throat> the premise of the short is that Carl has met people, you know, through like pet groups or whatever. And there's this nice lady who decides she wants to ask Carl out. So Carl, you know, agrees and then panics for like 10 minutes while the short runs about, you know, 
I've never been on it. I haven't been on a date in so long. I don't know what to do. I what do I do, Doug? And Doug is talking to him, and Doug's like, "I love you." And you know, it's it's it it's kind of sweet from Doug, but you know, Carl is freaking out, and he goes and buys like every chocolate box in probably a, a twenty mile radius. Um, he buys like all the flowers, and they're all in his house, and he doesn't know what to do, and he's freaking out. But I mean, the way the way this thing ends is is it's like a three minute soliloquy of him talking to the picture of his dead fucking wife going, please forgive me. Am I betraying you for doing this kind of shit? And then he lays the picture down, face down on the fucking mantle and walks out and turns out the light. I'm like, what in the shit is this? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) What the fuck? I I was like, are you... I was like, way to bring the mood down. What in the hell is going on? I, oh. I like, we haven't been able to make children more. cry nearly as much as we did when we made them watch Bambi. Let's uh, let's ratchet it up a little. Really bit. Up. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? And and you know, I might be playing it up a little bit, but I'm looking at Jen during this short, and I'm going, this is fucking depressing. What the fuck is going on? That's horrible. <laughs> she's like, she's like, I don't. Oh no! Like, oh my God, this is terrible. Who thought this was a good idea? But they, I mean, they always flirted with you know, sad things. You know, it's... that should totally be a top five question someday. Like the top five saddest Disney moments. Oh my God! Bambi's mom, uh, Simba's dad. Disney or animated? Just Disney, even. Disney. I don't know. Movie. If it was saddest movie moments, anyone that doesn't talk about. Uh, uh, what's the uh, the horse's name in the uh, tra- is it a Treyu's horse? Oh, oh god. Absolutely. Yeah, never ending story. Yeah. Artax? Yes. Oh, Anyone that right. doesn't say that is a bad person. Or the dogs from uh red, where the red ferns grow? Or old yeller grows? I didn't see that because I <gasps> uh, I couldn't I couldn't do it after where the red fern grows. Like I where the reference grows set me back a lot in elementary school. Now, what I, I mean, and I know we're completely getting off topic here. What I mean, what was it about the red fern grows? Uh, the, I mean, uh, didn't didn't they die fighting like a badger or something? Uh, it was a cougar, not like a sixty year old woman that wants to date. <laughs> what was her name? <laughs> Is she still single? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, just keep keep her away from your dog. That's it. I don't know. I'm just I was. It was the first time I ever saw a dog like die in anything, even. And that was, you know, we watched in elementary school, and I, I just nope. <laughs> and and that's and that is heartbreaking, in my opinion. Old Yeller's worse. Old Yeller is worse because the dog was protecting the boy from the wolf, and the dog got rabies. Old Yeller got rabies, and then the boy had to go out to the shed where Old Yeller was tied up and shoot his own effing dog that had saved his life from a wolf, and they fucking showed it in a Disney movie. I didn't know that. They showed him, I mean, they didn't show, you know, they didn't show the bullet ripping through the dog. I mean, but they showed him out there with the rifle aimed at old yeller who's barking and snarling and everything and then you the, hear the... the shot goes off and there's a yelp and then silence and it's like uh yeah old yeller what yeah. the fuck <laughs> i never saw that but i, I know that's like dogs a famous... I, I like dogs so much better than i like people <laughs> <laughs> so i mean yeah it was it, it was a super weird and i i mean but the whole short was just weird because i'm like where where are they going with this? Because the it the reference to his dead wife wasn't just at the end. It happened like like uh, two or three times, counting that last one during the short. And I'm like, this is kind of weird. It's kind of awkward. What are why are we why are we doing this? I don't I don't understand. And it seemed like the whole short was geared at this final statement to his dead wife. And I'm like, what the fuck? Sigh. Yeah. So, um, Elemental. Uh, come late. 
And then you also don't have to deal with that stupid quotes uh, thing for Regal Cinemas that makes me want to smash my face into a wall. I don't – oh, I was going to say I don't remember that, but I didn't go see it at Regal Cinema. That's why. Yeah, they run this commercial for Pepsi, and it's like all these dudes like doing – all these people doing like movie quotes, but like they don't make sense. I've talked about it on the show before. Yeah, like, I know. And it, it, they, none of the quotes really make sense. And Actually, one of the dudes from it, though that's going to leave a mark, I saw him in a commercial the other day. So I'm going to figure out his name, and I might, you know, disappear him. I might punt him into a canal. Yes. <clears throat> so, okay. Uh, finish us off here with the Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I'll finish off. All right. Good luck. Good luck trying. All right, well. I'll think it- about B-, B. Arthur on a cold day and take you forever. No, I know that's your hot button. Um, <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny actually comes out tomorrow, 6-30-2023. And it's directed by James Mangold. And it does star Harrison Ford. We've got him back as Indiana Jones. We've got Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Antonio Banderas, Karen Allen, John Reese davies Seanette Renee Wilson, Thomas Kreshman, Toby Jones, Boyd Holbrook, Oliver Richters, Ethan Isidore, Mads Mikkelsen, who makes a great Nazi scientist. Yeah, that works. And Martin McDougal. Um, so the the basic story is that uh, Indiana Jones is racing against time to retrieve a legendary artifact and one that can change the course of history. What I will say about this movie is quite simply. This is not Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yay. Good. Yes. This, this, it, is this the best Indiana Jones movie yet? No. Uh, uh, hold on a second. Okay, there we go. Exactly. Exactly. Is this the best Indiana Jones movie yet? No. My favorite by, my favorite by far is Last Crusade. I loved The Last Crusade. That was a great, but, was a good one. Accurate. But, go ahead. And it's accurate. That is an accurate assumption. That is the best one. Yes. So that one's my favorite, but this one is not, is by far not the worst. And, you know, I heard some reviewers saying, eh, well, it's not the Crystal Skull. I mean, in all honesty, it's more than just not the Crystal Skull. I mean, the the Christ, uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was such a piece of crap. Um that I, I really would not consider that an entrant in the Indiana Jones uh, universe. Wow. This one actually is a, it's, it's a solid movie. Um, I'd give it, I'd give it a C plus B minus. Okay. Um, is it a worthy exit? Worthy ending? Yes. Saga. I, I, I'll give it that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cause I mean, going out on crystal skull, was just that, that yeah difficult no. to deal this with. what i liked was this one got more got back more to the whole archaeology slash artifact thing whereas you know it, it they they got rid of the mystical uh magical alien bullshit and got back more to you know historical artifacts um and I, I mean, I don't think I'm blowing too much by telling you that in this one, they're You're chasing the Dial of Destiny, which was an artifact that was created by Archimedes. Oh, cool. Oh, I like that. So so they're they're chasing an A artifact. A robotic owl? Yes. They're chasing an artifact created by Archimedes, which which doesn't doesn't create anything on its own. It does, however, it does, however, perform a function that gets you that gets you to, you know, like some kind of quote unquote magic or whatever. Um, but it doesn't perform like any magic on its own, if that makes sense. That's interesting. Archimedes is historically the person who coined the who said Eureka. Yes, that's where we get that from. Is that is that referenced in the movie at all? Actually, it is. Nice. Nice. That's very um, cool. Archimedes was a fucking genius. 
Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, the, the Dial of Destiny was created by Archimedes. And there's plenty of Nazis in this. It's, it's an older Indiana Jones. Um, it's a more bitter Indiana Jones. Um, a lost Indiana Jones. Who, who slowly is kind of like working his way back as the movie progresses. So there, there's a nice story there. It is, it is a little slow for an Indiana Jones movie. Um, but it, it does pick up. And it ends, I, I thought it ended pretty well, and it ended strongly. So, I I would, de- if you're a fan of the Indiana Jones franchise, don't be afraid to go check this out. Because like I said, it is it is not Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Gotcha. <laughs> the, the woman that plays the uh, the robot from Solo, isn't it? Just the voice of whatever that robot is from Solo. That- Causes the robot uprising. Oh, um, um, oh god, L L three three seven. Yeah, that's the woman in uh, Phoebe Waller Bridge. Is is her? Okay, all right. Interesting. I like her. She's also in Fleabag. But anyway, wait, the main character. Yeah, the main main character of Fleabag is. Oh, Phoebe that's Waller-Bridge. show to watch. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh man. But I think that's going to do it for us this evening. And take so. us except, to, uh... yeah, this is big. This is big. Uh, Jubal's one of our patrons. Yes. Um, and as we know, anything that you say on the internet is true. Uh, we are going to a top five very true things that uh, Jubal's would do for a taco, or has He's, done, or has done for a taco. Yeah, that's not even say. Yeah, has done for a taco. Um, sorry, I'm gonna not say would do. We're gonna go has done for a taco. So it's kind of like a what would you do for a Klondike bar situation, but with a taco. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's weird because you could literally just like walk across the street, and there's probably a Taco Bell there, and you could just buy one, but not. Our patron Jubals. Um, so we're gonna. I guess we'll just bounce off each other, and we'll like we we'll each do five, and then four, like we do normally. All right. <clears throat> um, so I'll, I'll start off with the first one. Uh, this one uh, definitely happened. He would attend a taco festival with me and some dude named Steve. So I mean, Fair. I mean it's not necessarily like tawdry, but I wouldn't want to be at a festival with some dude named Steve, or me for that matter. Especially one week before the entire country shut down for COVID, but you know. <laughs> hmm. now speaking of festivals, because he does, um, he he must like crowded areas, because he has on more than one occasion wandered through bull riding competitions wearing nothing but a red barrel. Ooh, <laughs> there's a weird little like there's a hole in that barrel, like approximately crotch level, which is weird. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's like a, I don't know, like a bull ride, a bull, was it rodeo? Is that what, what is it called? The bull riding thing? Glory hole situation? Probably, yeah. yeah. Well, that's funny that you should say that because there's also a hole right around back of there. <laughs> oh. In case the bull gets a little bit, um, I'll use the word horny, and <laughs> zing, and uh, kind of comes up right behind him. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's a true story. That actually happened. Better be a good taco. Mm-hmm. That's only the, that's only five. That's I mean, he's eaten three tacos at this point. That, that, yeah, yeah, he has. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, another thing. This is uh, this might actually be the worst thing he's ever done. He sat through a twenty-four hour marathon of Sound of Thunder mm. <laughs> for for a single taco. <clears throat> 24 hours of that movie, and then at the end, they're like, here's your taco. It was actually, it, the weird thing was it was just a, like a sad taco. It was like a sad, like, dollar store, like, off-brand taco kit taco. But And I'm I'm pretty sure that that movie gave him some kind of uh, ideas about things. Because he's also donated a kidney for a Ooh. taco. 
on oh. four separate occasions. Wait. Exactly. Um, were they his? <laughs> yes. Interesting. Wow. Makes sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you know him, it would make sense. There was also that time... Um, I think it was just... I think it just went viral. It was just him taking a picture of his own talk hole. Oh. And just kind of blasted it on the internet. I think it was a dare. And it, and that time it was a taco that he got, but it was like a it was a it was kind of a more quality taco. It wasn't it so wasn't it was like an accident. It was like one of those fake accidental leaks. So correct, it was like, correct. But it was like, like a dare. Kim Kardashian did it and became famous and a millionaire, so yeah. I'm gonna do it and get a million tacos. Well, but he only got one though. Makes makes sense. Yeah, I feel bad. Um, whatever. Well, uh, one time he actually shaved down an old guy's uh, bunions. Hey, dude, you missed a spot. Keep it quiet. I'm recording here. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> he's still doing it. He's doing it right now. Actually, he's under my desk with the with the bunion shaving situation. Right. That's why. He's, yes. Yeah. Well. And <laughs> and as far as you know, <laughs> more than once he has quote unquote cut a bitch. That that's also true. Don't do it right now, though. Careful down there. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, there was that time that he had to. How do I say this delicately? Participate in rim job activities. <laughs> yeah, that was delicate enough. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. What do you mean? Go on. Please elaborate. <sighs> Well, he wasn't receiving, so <laughs> that was inspired oh, by that receiving. picture you today. That was inspired by that picture. <laughs> you did that. Oh, right? God. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't go on the computer afterwards. That's been... Uh, I don't know if you knew this, but um, I mean, we're just going to say the Jubal's family motto. Uh, it's not indecent exposure if you get a free taco. Ah. It's on their crest. It's on their crest. I believe it's written in Hebrew, but it's there. It is in Hebrew, and it's isn't the crest like two tacos crossing each, like crisscrossed? Yeah, yeah. Nice. This is not indecent exposure, and it's worked so far for him. Fair enough. Um, he he has also run naked through an obstacle course of old rusty saws. And was reportedly heard screaming, Daddy needs his beef and cream. I'm not sure what what that is about, but... (laughs) Oh, my God. (sighs) Okay. Dude really likes his tacos. He really does like his tacos. Um, It is reported. I haven't... I've never seen this. But it is reported that one time he just... Went to a restaurant and paid for him. Nope. Didn't happen. I don't know. That's a lie. I feel like... This is like like 15 truths or 14 truths and a lie. (laughs) I just found the lie. That was was easy. (laughs) Because that never happened. Fair enough. Uh, So for you out there that you don't know him, he he is willing to do some disgusting things for a taco. He is a big fan of tacos anytime, anywhere. He would do just about anything. But this is by far... The most horrific thing anyone's ever done for a taco. Okay. Uh, it just uh, rob. He did rob. Oh. Who did he? Rob? Yeah. No, he did rob. He did you. Who did he rob? Nice. That was good. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> uh, Nicely done. Well, he also arranged an event. Where he wrestled a greased up wombat and an aardvark <laughs> for the last bag fry so that he could trade it to a leprechaun for a gold coin that he could then use to pay for a taco. Hmm. Um, were there any mushrooms consumed today? But <laughs> I'm just wondering. Pretty funny. It's a. Uh... That uh, a wrestle. It's funny because, like, all kidding aside, the taco event that I went to, there was actual wrestling there, like luchadors. It was great. Nice. Yeah. Did they win tacos? <sighs> no, but I ate uh, quite a few tacos while watching them. Well, that's cool. 
Yeah. No. Uh, if they oh. were taco prices, Jesus would have been in the ring. Guaranteed. Fair enough. Am I? Am I up? Yep, you're, 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 you're taking us home. Am, am I taking it home? Um, no, there's one more from each of us after this. Really? Uh, no, I've no, done I all five of mine. Good. I've been highlighting mine as I go. Yeah. But and I miscounted. I only have four. Let's see. The last oh. one is. I can't count. I wrote six. Fair enough. And I can't count either. I wrote four. Um, so give one to Omar. <laughs> okay, Rob, why don't you do your sixth one? All right. Well, it is reported that he did, in fact, take a submarine ride to the Titanic. Oh, oh. damn. Too wow. Soon? Yeah. Wow. Sigh. Interesting. That was, that, that was hard. F- I'm offended. Way to end it on a high note. <laughs> Question mark. Before he left, did he did he flip down a picture? Of this? Just like we're trying to depress everyone with our uh, up situation. Exactly. Funny. Or down. Wow. I don't know. Yeah. That was a whole thing. Poor bastards. Well, happy birthday, Jubals. I know there's, I believe, another birthday that we have missed. We'll have to, we'll have to circle back around and get that one. We can do that next week. Yeah. That's not a problem. Because it's patron Adriana. And Adriana's fun. So we gotta... Mm. Perhaps we have to tell everyone just how fun she is. Maybe. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's actually a really good idea. We'll figure it out. She's gonna love that. Yeah. So Anyway. Well, how can people get in touch with us, Omar? Um, www dot give me five number five always the number five slash jubilsporn dot com um it's filthy but that's where you get our merchandise I don't make the fucking God, rules now I've got to go yeah, every <laughs> every time he do, every time he does he does that I am reminded of one of the most like soul crushing moments of my life. <laughs> I'm glad I could. Like every time, like literally every time you do like a fake, like I don't know the website thing. Like uh, back when I, I'll tell this real quick because it's kind of funny and it it ruins my life. So when I was in college and actually there was a moment that I was single and I went on spring break and I met this very cute girl at a restaurant. And back then we didn't have cell phones. So I was like, oh, you know what? I want to keep in touch with you because we were in uh, Panama City. And so I was. I was actually talking to her on the phone and I heard her in the, and I was like, Oh, I want to keep in touch with you. So give me your email address. And I was, and I heard, she like didn't mute the phone and she was like, ah, this fucking guy, he wants my email address. What, what, what should I tell him? I don't know what an email address is. And like, she was like, yeah, it's uh Jen at dot com something. Oh, like she made up one. Geez. And I was like sitting there and I'm like, you know, I heard you. Right. Cause she like, I heard her saying like, I need to make up an email address. Basically. You can just say no. <laughs> like it's okay. Yeah. And I was like, it was so soul crushing Oh man! at the time. I don't care now, but oh. you know, because I'm pretty sure she might still be like serving daiquiris out of, in a bikini at a restaurant in West, in West Palm, in uh, Panama city. So I think I did. Okay. But every time you do that, like where you like, don't get the address right. And like, it oh. reminds you of the, Oh, that's bad. Sorry, dude. Yeah. So uh, she's missing out on going to give me five podcast.com where she could find out all sorts of stuff about us. And she's missing out on our wittiness that's on uh, Facebook at give me five podcast, as well as, you know, had she asked me for my email address, I could have said, give me five podcast at gmail.com. And she could have emailed, emailed me, but no, she had to go with a fake one. But, yeah. You know, you know what? Her law. Screw that bitch. Yeah. Too bad lady. Yeah. Random chick in Panama City from 1997. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and one clue that you shouldn't have even have asked was that you were in Panama City. <laughs> that's, that's true. So. <laughs> Just asking for someone's email address in Panama City, you will get a venereal disease, <laughs> even if you're not doing anything with them. <laughs> you automatically have Hep B. So, <laughs> yeah, like, like, what the hell? I didn't do anything. Uh, did you call anyone? Yes, I did. There, there, there it is. Oh, there it is. The laws of physics and medicine don't work the same here. That's everywhere. <laughs> oh, Florida. What we can now write this off as a community service podcast. <laughs> We're, saved. We're saving lives. It's a tax write-off. 
Well, guys, I think that's going to do it for us tonight. I hope you guys enjoyed our show this evening. And remember, like I always say, speak softly and carry a big dick. Wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> uh, I know that game. <laughs>